0: Hi, I'm Dr. Caroline Leaf and welcome to my podcast. Just before we begin, I want to take a moment to thank everyone who has shared the word about my podcast. Your support means so much to me. I also want to thank everyone who's left a review. One last thing before we begin, I would love to invite you to my 2019 Mental Health Solutions Summit this year in Dallas, Texas, December 6 and 7. This conference is going to be amazing, In this conference, I will be teaching you how to overcome mental health issues like anxiety and depression and OCD. I'm also going to be talking about how to help teens and children with mental health issues, how to improve memory, how to identify and define your unique identity, how to build your brain, how to avoid burnout and manage stress, how to take care of your physical body, how to improve sleep, how to deal with chaotic thinking and more. This summit is for everyone. Teachers, pastors, parents, CEOs, entrepreneurs, doctors, lawyers, life coaches, everyone. For more information and to register, visit drleafconference.com. We will also be offering CEUs and CMEs for this conference. So let's get back to today's topic. Why do we keep making the same mistakes over and over again even though we know it's wrong? So why do we keep making the same mistakes over and over again? Well, one of the reasons, and there's a few I'm going to talk about, and the first reason is that if you just brush off the mistake, so let's say that you make a mistake, you respond in the wrong way or you do something and you just brush it off, you don't pay any attention to it because you're not being self-regulatory or intentional about your thinking. If you do that, then it basically passes into your subconscious, then into an unconscious mind and then another situation arises and you do it again and then you do it again and then you do it again. And, it again and over time, you have practiced it. And it's become a habit. And so, if you just brush off a mistake and you don't pay attention to it, it doesn't mean it's going away. Because every time, in order to have done it, you've spent time building it into your brain. And then, in order to make that mistake, you've then activated that and paid attention to it. So, given that mistake structure in your brain, more energy. So, therefore, it's not a non existent thing. You're actually growing something in your brain. So, brushing aside a mistake is never a good idea. We need to be very intentional about our thinking. As you've heard me say so many times, we need to constantly do mental autopsies, chop up what we're saying, what we're thinking, feeling and doing. We need to get that self-regulation because if we don't and we just brush mistakes aside, they just growing. And then we automatize that behavior or we make it automatic and then your brain has now changed and it's now so it's a solid structure in your brain and now it's going to take even more time to break down so the more you practice it the more you brush it aside the stronger it actually gets because you'll keep doing it there's the first point don't brush it aside it's going to still grow The next thing or next reason why we keep making the same mistakes over and over again is that we don't bring fully into our awareness the triggers that are maybe initiating those mistakes that we're making. There's always a reason behind whatever we say and what we do, whether it's good or bad. So there's a reason for that mistake and there's a trigger. So there's a cause and there's a trigger. So by becoming very aware, we can find the cause of why we react like that, why we're making that mistake, and we can find the triggers that activated us to to make that mistake. And once you know the cause and the triggers, you can actually start fixing them because then you can look at the causes and you can be proactive and work out a way of managing and fixing that cause. And then you can also be proactive about being aware of the triggers and then doing something about those triggers. So you become very proactive. So the second problem, just to reiterate, is not being aware enough of the causes and the triggers, not intentionally and deliberately choosing to think, okay, why am I making this mistake? What is the cause? What is the trigger? The third reason why we keep making the same mistake over and over is that it's easier to go back to bad habits because we've practiced them. It's less energy required. It's more comfortable to, want to move towards the familiar there's less effort, but that isn't necessarily a good thing, because effort is what is how we grow and moving towards the things that are discomfort that are uncomfortable is actually good because it it forces you to look deep inside yourself to think deeply and to make those changes and to grow and to improve your brain structure and your mental health etc. So it may be easier, but is that a good? We practice it so many times, we've built that into our brain, it's a familiar structure. Just because it's familiar and easier to go back to doesn't make it good. People often will make a comment to me in, in this in the nature of this point that I've just made, like, well that's just who I am. No, it's not who you are, it's who you have become. Because if it is a mistake that is hurting you and other people in some way, then it's something that needs to be changed. So the familiarity and the ease does not give it an excuse to keep it. It's not your excuse to keep it. It's, 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 it's a signal for you that you actually need to make the effort to go and change it. The fourth reason why we get stuck in, mis- in making the same mistakes over and over again is, do you actually want to change? How much do you want to change? Does it worry you enough to even make the effort to change? Or are you just actually content with that and you don't really care that perhaps the people in your environment or office, family, home, wherever it may be, are actually reacting negatively. Are you ignoring that feedback from the people around you, the people in your relationship, from the environment? Are you willing to put in the effort to respond to that, that feedback that you're getting and to put the effort into change, changing that habit so that you change the reaction that you get in your environment? It's also good maybe then to be aware of the frequency. If someone, if, if people around you, different people around you are reacting in the same way to something that you're doing, that is very strong evidence for you that your environment's giving you that you need to change something. And that's where you're going to have to decide how much do you want to change. Because at the end of the day, you're getting feedback from people that you can see it's definitely affecting people negatively, but you're going to have to decide, okay, well, I care enough to make the effort to change. How much do you want to change? Now let's talk about what can we do to stop this, to stop making the same mistake over and over again. The first thing is to recognize that the effort that goes into change takes time. And this is having a time mindset, which I talk about a lot in my book, Think, Learn and Succeed. Time mindset basically deals with the fact that in order to make change, takes time. We all know that. But science shows us very clearly that to break down a pattern of thinking, a habit, takes 63 days, three cycles of 21. We find that to break down the core habit takes about 21 days and to build up a replacement habit, but to avoid falling back into the bad mistake or the bad habit or whatever you want to call it, you need to consciously, deliberately, intentionally practice using the new way of thinking for at least another 42 days. So it takes us, actually takes us 63 days to automatize a habit, to turn something into a behavioral change that you will carry out in your daily life, that people will see manifesting, that produces fruit, whichever way you want to look at this. So a time mindset's important, and what we see is that most people give up around day three, four, five. day one and day two of making a change is always quite easy because we get a huge rush of different neurotransmitters in our brain that are very motivational so you feel like driven and motivated. But these chemicals subside around day three and day four, and that then makes us feel kind of flat. So a lot of people give up around day uh, three, four, five. But if you push through day three, four, five, and you keep working at that change, you will start seeing major feel and see the effects around day seven and day 14 and day 21. You'll be very excited. And then it's just a matter of deliberately practicing them. The second point is be very intentional about time to break down the mistake. So this is just taking point number one into a deeper level. Having a time mindset means that you need to be very intentional. You need to keep reminding yourself all the time that it takes time to break down a mistake and build up a new way of reacting or thinking or speaking or doing whatever it is that the mistake is. And you've got to be intentional about that. You've got to keep reminding yourself this is there's no quick fix so that you keep Yourself motivated to persevere and to push through. The third thing is that we need to, you need to develop, we all need to develop an awareness of our thoughts. So we need to be tuned in to our thinking so that we notice the mistakes, that we don't just brush them aside, that we actually notice, oops, there's a mistake, and not just notice them in ourselves, but notice the impact that they have on others in our environment. And also on our body. So when we make a mistake, we're operating out of alignment with the natural optimistic structural design of our brains and our bodies. So our body will send signals to us and we need to tune into the discomfort zones of our body. So tune into the discomfort zones of your body, increase that awareness and increase the awareness of people in your environment, their responses to your mistakes and use that to change. The fourth thing is we need to be very aware of triggers. Be aware of those things that activate you to maybe react and react in that way that is a mistake. Fifth thing is create a plan of action for when you're faced with the triggers. So when that trigger comes in your environment, instead of doing that mistake, blurting out what you normally said or your delivery or whatever, make sure that you have created a plan. So all of this requires a lot of deliberate and intentional thinking. Point number six, keep a thought journal. For 21 days, take note of the mistake you're making, the cause, the triggers, the frequency. So get get a little pattern. Try and identify the pattern. And then once you know that, then you can work intentionally to fix it so that you can see, okay, well, this is happening five times a day. Are you getting the same reaction? It's getting worse. This definitely makes it worse, this situation. So then you have a plan. Now you can be very proactive. You can take that information you've written down and you can work out a plan to change that mistake. Point seven, be aware, you've heard me say this already and I'm going to stress it, point seven, be aware of how others react to you, react when you make this mistake, their emotions, their body language, the words that they say. So tune into other people responding to you. Don't just tune into yourself, tune into other people responding to you. It's not just about you, it's about you in the world. Point eight, you need to see the reason why change is important. You need to choose to see, the, to see the reason why change is important. So that's a choice that you have to make. If people keep telling you that it's upsetting them, well, that hopefully is enough reason for you to see that you need to change. But you actually have to take that responsibility and see the reason why you need to change so that you change. Let me give you an example. I was working with a family and the relationship between um, the father and the one daughter was particularly bad. Even though they loved each other to bits, every time they got into any kind of conversation, and it really became every time, it wasn't just now and then, it was every time, there would be a huge argument with everyone feeling awful afterwards and it didn't feel like it was being resolved. So these were the four steps that I took them through, which is the four steps that I'm recommending you try out when you identify that you keep making the same mistake over and how do you manage it. So here's an example. First thing is it made them aware of the anxiety and the stress that the fight was causing. So how do you feel, dad? How do you feel, daughter? How is this making the rest of the family feel? How often is this, you know, how is this happening? Become very aware of how they were feeling and then also very aware of how the frequency of how often this was happening. And even maybe to journal that, to, you know, write that down and see how often it was happening then the next thing was asking a series of why questions why is this happening why is the fight happening why is the dad reacting like he's reacting why is the daughter reacting like she's reacting what is it between the two that is that is is causing this what is the trigger what is the communication and do and also to ask themselves the question do you still want this to carry on obviously they didn't want it to carry on so the second thing is the why questions The third thing was to dive into a mental autopsy to find the triggers of why that was happening. And then once they identified the triggers, to make a plan to avoid, to mitigate and to manage. What this particular family found was that the cause was the dad's delivery. So the daughter would bring up a comment or bring up a, something, just maybe a, discussing anything, whatever it may be, just discussing a random thing, discussing a family matter, whatever it may be, maybe a political view, or just telling the dad about her day. And the dad's delivery was aggressive or loud, bulshy, hands flapping around or making statements like whoa, whoa whoa don't do that or no 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 you've missed the point so it immediately put the that his tone body language everything was very aggressive and that was the trigger that was causing this the daughter to feel very defensive who would then speak back very harshly which then the dad would react to her harshness and then they would have a fight that was completely unrelated to the initial discussion. They both didn't want to do this anymore. In doing the mental autop- autopsy, they found that the main reason was the delivery. And, the, that, and that had set up this pattern and this negative feedback cycle between them that he reacted like that, she reacted like that. And they would just, you know, get at each other. So they saw that and they identified those triggers. So now they made a plan. The dad's plan was stop, breathe and ask himself how is he going to deliver it and then act in a way that's more that's more gentle speak with a more gentle tone don't flap your hands around and maybe ask the daughter what she was saying repeat what she said back gentle soft tones no heavy body language and the daughter's one well, her response was to be also calm in her speaking not to get into the defensive mode to actually actually ask also ask the dad what did you think i meant this and in other words so they they const- they, they had a plan of action where they were going to be gentler in their discussions with each other they were going to stop breathe ask and then act and it worked out for them they st- it took practice it took time it wasn't going to happen overnight it definitely took that three six nine weeks which is the 63 days to change the pattern and in the process they fell in and out of it, it, it worked and in days it didn't work but they kept on being very deliberate and intentional eventually their relationship improved dramatically And so in sum, why do we keep making the same mistakes over and over again, even though we know it's wrong? Well, we cannot just brush this off. We need to have a very intentional decision-making process within ourselves to be very aware of how we are saying things and the impact of what those things are, the things we're saying and doing, are having on our own bodies and those in our environment, and then making an active, deliberate, proactive decision to choose to change. I hope this has been helpful. Send me some feedback, let me know. Send us a review, see if if this has been helpful to you so that I can continue to make podcasts that will help you. Thank you for joining me today. I really hope you enjoyed this episode and learned something new and helpful. Till next week, thanks again. I'm Dr. Caroline Leaf.